Hey, welcome to Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to jasontebs.com. What is up, everybody? It is Teb's Talks, the premier useless podcast. I am your host, as always, Jason Tebbs. Over my life, I have interviewed for various jobs throughout me looking for a job when I was like 15, just trying to find work, to just today, I had an interview to be a team lead at my current job. So, you know, applied to get a promotion, essentially move up into that team lead position. And I would say I'm a decent interviewee. I I just naturally like talking to people, discussing various things. I feel like I have a decent amount of life experience and work experience that I can draw upon to answer various questions. Um, I think my one downfall sometimes is a question gets asked and I hate there being like too much silence. So I start talking about the first thing that kind of comes to my mind and then I I might ramble a little bit and try and get it back to that original question, like try and answer that. Um, I don't know if every single time I always get back there to that original thing question that was answered and that's that's probably the one downfall i do have in interviews but it's kind of something i'm aware about um and something that as i interview more you know i got to tell myself hey there can be moments of just silent reflection to try and answer these various things but i've always felt pretty comfortable in interviews um i'm i'm decent enough at winging most situations i i can come up with enough of a thought and put together enough of a coherent line of thinking to get my point across. It's kind of why I do podcasts. Sure, they seem very rambly at sometimes. I might not say the best word every single time. I'm really shooting from my hip on a lot of these things. But I do listen back to all my podcasts just to make sure everything was coherent, just to make sure it's actually listen-to-able, listenable. And I've been able to leverage that into very different situations, whether it's just like presenting on something or in an interview or coming up with just things to talk to on a podcast or things to talk about on a podcast. It also helps that I have opinions on everything or I can at least drum up an opinion on everything. Well, most things. I wouldn't say everything, but I got oddly passionate about a lot of different things. So I have this interview today. And I, I think it, I had an interview yesterday as well. It was an interview in two parts. The first part was an interview with the current team leads. And then the second part was an interview with the department heads and the VP of the department. So two separate parts. I think both of them went well enough. I don't know if I'm like, oh, shoe in, 100%, made a swish, got the job, you know, making that cheddar, making that bank. And, and that's not my choice to make. I think only three of us applied for it. So statistically speaking, if we were just just roll a dice, I would have a 33.3 repeating percent chance of landing this team lead position. But the two other people that applied for it are one already on that team. I would be moving teams. Uh, and two, they're, they're great people that have, have done great work. Uh, and I know they're quality candidates as well. So it's not like if either one of them gets the job, I would sit back and be like, oh my gosh, how could they give it to X over me? 
I would be thrilled for either one of them to get that job. I'd be very, very happy for them. And I, I want to make it 100% abundantly clear there is zero sarcasm when I say that. I really do think that both those people that I know of that applied, there might be others, but the two people that I know that also applied for this position, I, I really do hope the best for them and for myself, for our department as a whole. You know, I, I, I will be affected by them being a team lead in just small, minute, maybe um, secondhand ways. But if they get it, I'd be super, super happy for them. If I get it, you know, I'd be happy for myself as well. My ideal is I would be the team lead for the team I'm currently on. And right now our department head leader area supervisor is talking to our department VP and essentially saying like, hey, we want one more person and a team lead for our team. And I I would love to be in that position because I do love the team of people I'm working with right now. I understand my group of people and what we deal with and the work that we're doing and the nuances there. So I, I think I would feel initially more comfortable if the team lead position, if I got it, was for my team um, rather than like moving over teams and having that transition of, oh, this is kind of a, a sector that I'm not as familiar with. Though at the end of the day, it's like pretty similar there's not a whole ton of difference, but there there are minor differences between what each team does. But going back to interviews, I don't know why I don't stress about interviews. I never really have. Maybe that's just like my psychology, the chemicals in my brain just don't stress out about an interview. Because the way I kind of compartmentalize it is there's nothing really on the line. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm interviewing, but I was talking to my... I was talking to my wife after and I was like, yeah, you know, I have, not that the adrenaline has dropped, you know, I still feel a little bit of lingering nerves and it just feels just a little bit physically taxing to have those nerves running through me. But it's not like, it's not like I was debilitated going into it. I was excited going into it. Um, And then adrenaline carries me often through these interviews. I think it's just, I like chatting with people, no, no matter what it may be. And I said at the end of this interview, I said, hey, whether I get this team lead position or not, I found this to be a very positive experience. You know, I've liked chatting with you guys. I've liked bouncing ideas off of you, uh, having this conversation, just at least letting you know, hey, I am interested in advancing within this company and throwing my name in the hat to be drawn. And then I also told my wife at at the end of it, I was like, the worst thing that happens is I have my job. Like that, that's the worst that happens. The worst that happens is I, I keep my job. So it's like, when that's the worst case scenario is keeping my job, which I find to be a positive because I, I like my job and it provides for us. That's great. Like there's there's nothing really to stress about. It'd be more stressful to actually like get the team lead position and then have that transition and do that balance of being a team lead and everything that comes with that. But it, it's an opportunity to learn and grow and advance and better myself so I think it'd be a net gain and it's something that I want to do I want to get into more leadership management roles I I think I have at least a personality that works well with people I I think I have an ability to connect with people in a way where I I understand kind of what makes people tick and I mean I'm I'm friends with 
I mean, you could say, oh, you're just kind of work friends. It's not like I'm hanging out on the weekend with any of these people, but I would say I'm good work friends with everybody there. I know I've told this story probably five times on this podcast, but I had a job and shortly after I got hired, they were doing the annual reviews where, you know, everybody just talks to the president of the company and he was like, hey, you know, at first we didn't think you, you, we didn't think it was going to work with you. I was like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, you just, you seemed so incredibly reserved and you weren't really engaging with anybody. And then overnight, suddenly you were everybody's best friend. And we were like, what the heck? And he's like, I realized you were just learning how everybody ticks and learning like where everybody's lines were and like what, like how they act socially and what makes them tick socially. And he's like, and you somehow pinpointed that for every single person where you know to what extent you can have a friendship with all these different people and what things you're able to discuss with them about, you know, what level of seriousness or silliness you can have with each person. I'm kind of adding words to his mouth um, to kind of further prove the point. But he's like, you've nailed that with everybody. Where now you're talking to everybody. Uh, And he's like, that's a skill that you really are blessed to have. Like that, that is something that so long as you can get through that initial phase, you really nail it with people. And I've, I've kind of taken that to heart where I, I always say like, I have the worst first impression to a lot of people because I'm just trying to figure them out. The nice thing with the, these interviews that I did yesterday and today, it's with people that I already have a relationship with. It's with people where I've, I've figured out where those bounds are and the areas I can stretch into and how far I can stretch, you know, how serious or silly I have to be in any given situation. It's already people that I trust and already people that I work with. Now, I had an interview back in February with a company called Intrepid Studios, and I had applied to be a community manager for that company. So essentially doing stuff like social media, helping on any platform where the community is involved, Twitter, Reddit, the discord, finding different ways to get the community engaged, all that sort of stuff. And a lot of it was going to be like technical writing was one of the main skills that they were asking for. And, and in, in the interview, you know, I, I knew up front that the skills that I have, or at least the, the portfolio and resume of work that I have behind me doesn't quite line up with exactly what they were going for. And I will admit, like, I probably didn't take enough time to consider, like, what could I bring to this position as, like, a community manager. I probably should have done a little more thought and research into, okay, if I was in charge of a community of people, how would I make them feel engaged but also heard? Uh, And I went went into the interview maybe a little too blind, but still, the fact that I even got an interview, I was just ecstatic, ecstatic about Intrepid Studios is is making this game called Ashes of Creation. It's going to be an MMO, and it's one that I'm actually very excited about. So I was like, hey, you know, I'll just Hail Mary, toss up, kind of see if anything comes out of this. And at the end of the day, like, I can always say no if, if for whatever reason I do get offered something and it just isn't going to work out because they're based in San Diego. But I, I, I wasn't nervous for that interview. I was I was more so just excited, like, hey, here's a here's a company that I think is doing great things. 
Uh, I've been following them since like 2017. They've just made decisions that I've greatly agreed with. And I thought like, hey, even though I don't have the exact skills that you're looking for, I I am a creative dude. And I have these skills that I've leveraged through like a customer success industry. And I might think about things slightly different than your average community manager would, right? Because my, my whole job is just building relations with clients. And the way that relationship works is definitely different than the relationship of a mass audience of a video game. I understand that. But, you know, my whole pitch was, hey, I'm a smart dude. I'm a creative guy. I've tried a lot of different things. I know how, I know a base knowledge of a lot of different things. And I know I could pick this up, learn how to do it well. And I think with the knowledge and skills that I do have from my current job, I could probably look at a situation slightly different than maybe your typical candidate for this and just bring a different perspective to the table. So I interviewed with the head community manager for the studio. And I interviewed with the CEO and founder of the studio, like the guy behind it all which was cool. I like, part of me was like, ah, I'm probably not going to get the second interview with him, but I did. And I don't know if it's, Hey, they just have everybody going to the second interview or if I actually was qualified and interviewed well enough that they're like, Oh yeah, we'll push this guy through to the second interview. Ultimately I didn't get the job, but still I think it was a great positive because it really made me realize and learn like, Hey, when you're, when you're going into an interview, you got to maybe do a little more research into what exactly they might be looking for and how exactly they can solve your issues or how exactly you can solve their issues. Sorry, I misspoke on that. The nice thing about the interview I did today is I was given a prompt like, hey, make a 10 minute presentation. This was part of the interview. Make a 10 minute presentation on how you would solve this current issue that our department is actually currently facing. So it was really nice that one, it's something I was already thinking about, something I was already interfacing with. And two, at the end, like, it's just an opportunity to get in front of like these leaders of my department and just be like, look, whether you hire me for the team lead position that I'm interviewing for or not, this is legitimately what I think we need to do to get a handle on this situation. And will I, do I think my idea is going to be run with no, the general idea, yeah, because that's kind of the general idea we've already been thinking and want to implement, but the specifics of how we do it, I don't think so. Um, maybe they will, maybe I shouldn't sell myself short. But that was nice where it's like, hey, here's a pool of knowledge I, I already dip into and I'm already thinking about. So that helped and I had a little bit of time to prepare that situ- that presentation, get it set up how I wanted it to be set up. I had a ton of fun with it. And, you know, no matter what, whenever I'm in an interview, my goal is to leave an impression that, hey, this is a guy that is easy to communicate with. This is a guy that when you're working with him, like the ideas can flow. There's there's back and forth. There's dialogue. Um, this is a guy that like can take some feedback, run with it. And this guy does think creatively. Like he, that might not be the exact solution we're looking for. Um, It might not be the best, 
but it was, it was creative and he, he brought forth some ideas that, that would be interesting. Um, I, I don't think I brought enough ideas to my interview with Intrepid Studios. Like my, my ideas were very short. Um, she was like, Hey, you know, what, what do you think that we, we as the community department could do currently? And my mind just kind of went blank and I was like, well, shoot, I already like the stuff you're doing and I want to be a part of it. And that's not the answer. She's like, you know, well, we're already doing what we're already doing and we're doing it without you. Like, we don't need you to continue what we're doing. Or in my mind, I was like, shoot. So kind of shot myself in the foot with that one. But with this one, I, at the very least, at the end of the presentation, you know, the VP of my department, um, he's a cool guy. He was like, hey, you know, thanks for the effort that you put into that presentation. It was very well put together and very creative. And I was like, that was my aim. Just have a creative solution to this. Think a little bit outside the box. Like sometimes you just have to throw something into left field uh, to get the ball rolling. So not that this had any specific direction or advice, just kind of my experience with some interviews that I've had. And as I think back on them, I guess how I want to wrap this up is, is just some tips for anybody that might be going into an interview. And not that I'm like the world's best recruiter or best interviewer, interviewee. Um, and I've not been in a position where I've like interviewed people before. But I've I've interviewed well enough to get a couple jobs. So first and foremost, I mean, do your research. Look up like what specific problems that that company might be facing and how you might solve them. Two, I mean... If you're not asking questions back to whoever is interviewing you, you are missing, I would say, a solid 30% of interview potential, probably more. If you can if you can have a thoughtful question back, and a lot of times, you know, based off the conversation, you know, we didn't, we were running short on time for the interview I had today, so I didn't, we didn't have time to have me ask questions back. But the one I did yesterday with the team leads, I was like, you know, do you as team leads have like a collective goal that you're working towards that you that you kind of align yourself whenever you're making decisions for your team? Um, and that, that sparked a decent conversation off of that. I remember, um, I forgot what exactly, what exact questions I asked during my interview for my current company back when I originally got hired just over two years ago or Intrepid Studios, but I know I did ask questions and they were relevant to the conversation and they allowed us to go just deeper into certain things. So do your research, you know, how can you solve the problems that that company may face? Two, ask relevant, meaningful questions. And I'm sorry, I can't, well, you know, I did give kind of a specific example. Three, I know job hunting completely sucks and getting rejected after an interview sucks and especially if you're like in a position where you desperately need a job getting a no like super sucks but if you go into it worried about failure it's it's gonna show and nerves nerves come to people like a lot of people get nervous interviewing a lot of people say they aren't good they don't do well in interviews i get that you know, take a couple deep breaths. Doing that research beforehand will calm some of those nerves because at least you have something in your holster that you can, you know, pull out and shoot with. But it's not 
it's not like a hostage situation, right? It's there to have a conversation. And yeah, they're, they're asking little probing questions and they might come up with scenarios and you're trying to think of answers on the spot. I, there, I don't think any interviewer is looking like, oh, you need to answer this specific question in this specific way. A lot of times it's just, hey, how does this person think? What creative idea can they come up with? Sometimes just like feigning confidence, like faking it till you make it, especially in an interview, because an interview is not that long and you'll learn on the job and every job has a learning curve. Even if you're doing the same thing from one company to another company, there's going to be a learning curve on, you know, how exactly they do things. So yeah, you can give yourself time, a little bit of time to think, but I would say answering the best you can is better than saying like, oh, I don't have an answer for that. And, you know, sometimes, like, I had to admit, yes, and they'll ask you for, your, like, your weaknesses. Sometimes you have to admit, like, hey, that is something that I might have a shortcoming on at this moment, but here's my plan to rectify that. Like, here's here's what I would do to make sure that that area does get covered and that's not, like, an issue that's going to arise. Like, for me yesterday, uh one of the department heads was like, not to be cliche, like, oh, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? But like, like, what is something that uh, you feel you could be working better on? And I was like, I was like, I know going into this, that organizing my time between being a team lead and helping my customers is something I'm going to struggle with. But to rectify that, like, I would definitely turn to the other team leaders that are here and take notes on how exactly they are handling that situation, especially this person. Cause I've heard that they do it very well and they have a lot of great organization tips. Like that is something where I would have to rely on my, rely on my team, shadow my team of team leads and learn from them and come up and be front and be like, Hey, I need help in this area. Can you, can you give me some basic tips and tricks? So I, I was, a, I, was willing to admit, yeah, there, there is something that I might have a fault on. And I can see that up front and be honest with you. But here are some strategies I would employ to rectify that and to help with that. And again, if, if I don't get this team lead position, I'm okay. No, no harm, no foul. Again, the worst that happens is I still have a job. Anyway, that's, that's going to end it for this episode of Tips Talks, the premier useless podcast. Go ahead, like, favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform. Check out my website, jasontebs.com, and I will catch you next time.